Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they're doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Preston Super Show. And you've seen the Red Sox take it to the Yankees in the American League Card game. So we're going to recap that for a minute. You re- did you really see the Yankees going down like that? Six to two. That was a little bit embarrassing for the Yankees. You spent all this money to bring in Gallo and Rizzo. You have all this money for pitching. And that was just a bad performance. But the Red Sox, you got to give them credit. Don't take anything away from the Red Sox. They dominated at their home field and uh, at their home ballpark there. So what are you going to do? It's Fenway. It's a, it's a tough place for opponents. And the Red Sox just worked it. They were just hitting the balls on the right spots. And uh, they were just timing everything at the plate. And they looked good uh, all the way through. And they finished strong as well. Uh, so I think the Red Sox are going to be a big contender coming out of the American League. Then we got today, October 6th, which is about to be it's 11.33 p.m. at the time uh, recording here. But you're looking at a Cardinals team that's hot, one of the hottest teams in baseball, versus the Dodgers. Dodgers at home, putting Max Scherzer on the mound, and the Cardinals are sending out Adam Wainwright. It's going to be a good game. 
Now, when you see games like that, you know they're going to come down to the wire. I guess there's, you know, only so much you can say for this Dodgers team. It's a, a team that's well put together, a lot of hitters, but uh, the Cardinals are the better slugging team in my eyes, and I, I think that you can get to Scherzer and you can get to Wainwright and it's not going to be about your starting pitcher if you get into trouble it's going to instantly be about how good's your bullpen we've seen the Cardinals bullpen uh, play to the level of their opponent and I think you're going to see that in this game I think the Cardinals sneak this one out and I think you get a continuance of how good this Cardinals team is when they get a rhythm hitting the ball. I think they're going to find a rhythm. I think that, I think they will against the Dodgers. I think that, I think it's going to be close. Like the overset at seven and a half for that game. That's a good line. It's almost too good. But I would have to say it's probably going over that because I think that you can get to either one of these pitchers. I think that in an elimination game. Neither team, you have nothing to lose. So you're going to lay it all on the line. I see it going over. Definitely over in this game. Then I want to focus a little bit on the NBA upcoming season. The preseason, you know, for basketball, you're just kind of seeing what your acquisitions look like. How well does that second unit play? So that's more of the, the preseason. But the Bulls... Uh, are looking good. They're strong coming out of Chicago. So I'm really happy with this Bulls team and how they look. And the season's going to open on October 19th. Uh, Nets versus the Bucks. That's going to be a good one. But I see like this season's going to be great for basketball because you have so much competition. So many different teams uh, have made moves and just the the game's getting better uh, than it has been and that's good coming out of the bubble for the NBA so the, the game's definitely picked up so I think it's going to be a good year for the NBA I don't know if it's going to be the best year but I think the competition level will be there I think you'll have a lot of a lot of uh, closely contested playoff spots come down the wire on uh, in both conferences east and west I think it's going to be a great year, but I'm really excited for this Bulls team. Now you have Vukovic, who's been in the system. You got Billy Donovan, who's a great head coach. Um, you got Zach Levine, who's gonna gonna put in work. And if he's not afraid to share that basketball a little bit more than than normal, then this Bulls team will really excel out there. You kept uh, Kobe White. You gave him another another shot. This is a year he's got to do it. And I think he I think he's got a really good upside. So I don't don't see a problem with it. But then you brought in Caruso. Um, and I think with Caruso, like that move for the Bulls to pick Caruso was so strange, but made so much sense at the same time. Like not everybody may have seen that coming, but it, overall, it's been a just a a steady feed of uh, moves in the offseason. The Lakers have made a lot of moves and they're going to be good. 
And not to get too far off from the Bulls, but they have made a lot of good decisions this offseason. It's been their best offseason in the last 10 years. I really mean it. And you're looking at a team where you know Zach Levine's going to score a lot. He's a prolific scorer in the NBA if you watch basketball. But the problem you have with Zach Levine is like the problem you have with a lot of players. They don't do it every night. So then you bring in DeMar DeRozan. This is a guy that's bringing the Spurs most of their scoring last year. And is good in every phase of the game. He's also a good defender. So I think that the heart of this Bulls team is going to be very strong. Like the core pieces, Vukovic, DeRozan, Levine. And then you have other guys that are going to play their role. And now you have a solid squad. A good product on the floor. Very excited for that. Other teams have regressed. Unfortunately, you know, I'm a closet Raptors fan. I like that team, but I will tell you that they've taken a step back. You know, they, they're not, they, they haven't kept the right players and they've gotten rid of the wrong players. And that's a problem teams have. Um, you have to look at teams that are going to continue to get better, like the New York Knicks. That's a team that's going to be scary all year. They're going to play you tough. They're physical. They're, their bench is deep. And all these guys are coming around for another year. These, these younger teams that has played together. So it's going to be a good New York Knicks team. I expect them to make the playoffs out of the East, which is easy to do if you have, you know, those core pieces like Julius Randle, RJ Barrett. Um, and then, you know, guys are out here working hard during the regular season to basically put themselves in a position to have bigger contract the next year um, with that team or another team. So it's also like guys have to market themselves in a way. And then that comes with, you know, what what they look like on the floor. What are their numbers? What are they producing um, at the end of the day? Uh, so I, I think that for the NBA's sake, like the way it's set up, I think it's it's going to be just fine. Like this year coming around, it'll be pretty much an, an, like another level because of the competition is going to be a lot tighter with some of these other teams, like Sacramento Kings, like uh, you know the Charlotte Hornets. So when you're kind of looking at it from all angles. You see that even the Mavericks have a good team, you know, Luka Doncic and uh, Porzingis. And it feels like the talent level so unbalanced in the East and West, but it evens out. It really evens out. You can't forget your defending champion, Bucks, And that's a game that kind of highlight and like, sh- like shadow on the calendar. Like, remember, the real season starts October 19th. We got Bucks and Nets. Like highlight that one because I think the Bucks come out strong, and you and you remember like that's a consistent team. They're getting consistency from Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's it's a consistent team no matter how you look at it in Bledsoe. Um, so I really like that Bucks team. I like how they look and, and they're they're definitely dominant out there. And the Brooklyn uh, Nets, you can't help but kind of like this team. You can't kind of help like this team a little bit. So you're gonna you're gonna watch them and 
you're going to want a good game. So I think we get one there. And uh, I want to talk to you guys about some um, some movies I've been watching here. Little thought provoking, little thought provoking stuff. Newer stuff. Um, I finished watching that Wandavision. You know, Wandavision got it right. I will say, I was happy with Wandavision. Like when I seen the nine episodes of that, got through the series finale. I was impressed with that show and how it came together and it left you with the cliffhanger and that was good. Um, and not to spoil it, you know, too much for everybody, but like seeing, uh, the vision part at the end and actually getting, uh, a good, a good fight scene there. You know what I mean? Some good fight scenes with Wanda and Agnes that that kind of put the icing on the cake for me. then the, you know the Mandalorian season 2 that was good people slept, sleeping on the Mandalorian but the Mandalorian season 2 was raw and when they do this book of Boba Fett like that's a time to get Disney Plus if you don't have it like I definitely say Prime Video is probably the best to me because you get the best selection of movies but I think HBO Max is probably up there right with it because the problem with hbo max is like of course it's hbo max is the most expensive one of them all but it's really not that bad but it's just like when you have these other options you're like you just want the one that works for you and hbo max is like a lot of that stuff too the shows are not necessarily something i'm gonna watch where i'm more of a movie person so prime video kind of fits me better but then you got of course netflix that's the legendary one. Um, then Disney Plus is coming along nicely. Like Star Wars Visions was like you have to go watch Star Wars Visions. If you haven't seen Star Wars Visions, you're tripping. That was so good. Um, watch that all the way through. Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus. That was sick. Um, for for like an anime. Star Wars mixture that was just it was just nuts and I just wanted more I wasn't ready for it to end but there was a lot of good episodes in there you're gonna like the one where he battles the old old guy when they get to the planet and they have to go look for him you're gonna like that one and then the one where this chick's got like this umbrella lightsaber. That was raw. Like there's just so much happening in that show. I gotta say uh, what I watched today that was good was uh, The Lost City of Z. I recommend it. I will say I only give it 3 out of 5 stars on my scale. Like it's only going to get 3 out of 5 stars on my scale. The problem with it was... There just was too much mellow, dramatic moments. And that was just kind of meh. But then there was, there was a lot of good parts in there. And then uh, the cliffhanger at the end, that throws you through a loop. You're like, okay, that's good. I like that. So I recommend uh, The Lost City of Z. Now... 
there's an older movie I watched too, uh, Marvel Avengers Civil War. I didn't watch that the first time around. I was kind of like, well, whatever with it. But then when I watched it, I really liked it. Um, because I, you know, for superhero movies, it's like, it is what it is for me. Like I, I, I can take them and leave them. So with that one, like I like to see them, I like to see them all eventually. But like when I see some of them, like Ant-Man and Wasp-Man, I'm like, okay, so maybe it's not for me. Maybe this is just for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, maybe it's not for me. But with the Avengers Civil War, and like the only critique I have really, the hard knock I have on that movie is the Civil War wasn't much of a civil war. Like the they did fight and they had a tough battle there and um Iron Man, you know, stumped double, Don Cheeto guy gets you know, I mean like that 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 whole thing to me is like stretching it. That was stretching it. The one guy that gets hurt is kind of the character that is I'm like that wasn't like an original thing in the Avengers so I'm like alright you know And but there's a lot of that in there where it's not the original Avengers it's all kind of new Avengers and that's good because it's kind of like keeping it going you know and in the Avengers game that came out on the game pass that I've uh, played on and off here doing the campaign they got the new Avenger in there they need to make a movie with uh, that chick Cause like she's got like a mixture of the Hulk and Iron Man in her powers, so like that would be something to see too. But that that WandaVision, do not sleep on WandaVision. I have to give that show uh, four and a half stars out of five because it had like the quirky stuff that you're like. You can probably take your leave, but it had the good moments and the suspense and the plot was written really well. Uh, Kat Dennings, man, she's a babe. She comes in there and that was good. Uh, her part was, was dope. And they just kind of just like spawning new ideas more for the Marvel Universe is what it looked like to me, which is the MCU. But I mean, you know, it's, it's what they do. But with superhero movies, like yeah, if if it do, if it doesn't fit the bill, it's not for me. But the, a lot of them I do end up watching. Like I've seen all the Iron Man's and like you know the Incredible Hulk when everybody was ripping on it, and I liked it. And I'm like, hey, aren't you guys you know superhero fa- superhero fans? And everybody's ripping on the Hulk movie. It's like man, not real fans. But those shows I would definitely recommend to you. Um one show I watched, one good movie that I watched that you should check out. Once Upon a Time in Mexico on Tubi. Watch that movie. James Franco um, has a good part in that movie. Like, it's it's funny. Like, it's unexpected, but then it's like, okay, it's kind of like what you expect from James Franco. And uh, you're, you know what like with some movies you know what you're gonna get but with this movie I did not expect what I was gonna get but I'd recommend it because it's just 
it's hard not to. Like, it's hard not to. And then, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, you know, what can you say? Anything he's in, anything he touches is good. So when, when you're seeing him in the movie, he killed it. That one on Tubi, I definitely recommend. And Tubi's not bad. Like, there's some ads, but they tell you how many ads, they tell you how much time the, the ads are. So that's not bad. Like, you can remember that, you know, for down the road. football Thursday and I got uh, the football podcast up for you. We're going to get to that tomorrow, breaking all the games. Uh, and then kind of just what's been up with me. Uh, you know, working on my novel uh, and, you know, it's called Badge in the Shadows and I've just been continually working on it. And uh, it's been, it's, it's time consuming along with life. Uh, but yes, this is going to be my debut novel, so it's it's taking a lot of time because I want this to come out right. And as more details of, on it come, uh, you know, I, I will bring those to you, basically. But uh, I'm really looking forward uh, to the opportunity to have my my name on a book. Um, so that that will be wonderful. And it's taking a lot of work. It's taking time too. But definitely, it's just definitely something that comes naturally, like with writing. And then I'm, I'm always learning how to get better, how to correct myself, you know, without spell check. You know, like nowadays, I would use a spell check, but just in my head, I've always been good with grammar and putting pen to, uh, pen to paper. You know, so it, it ends up working out if you work hard at it. So I'm going to continue to, to press and get this novel done and then uh i plan in the future on you know reading passages from it different things in it comparing it uh to maybe things you experience because it's a it's a fictional tale so i think you'll enjoy it it's a good it's a good mystery a lot of suspense and uh it's gonna it's gonna put you on another level and, and uh, have you wanting more, right? So that's the whole aim is to, yes, debut my novel, but also be able to have something out there I'm always proud of, a, a solid piece of work, something golden, last through the ages. And it's been an engaging process when you're learning of better techniques and better ways to approach dialogue and just so much that goes in to your writing um you, you know and it, it's you have to have the clear space for it and the clear head for it my favorite type of writing is always going to be inspirational writing where i have a good conversation or a good day 
and I take things from my day and I'm able to put that into my writing and use that to motivate me and, and keep me going. But you'll hear more about that. We're also, you know, and I'm also looking to do some interviews on the show too. So stay tuned for that. Like, yeah, like I said, good game on tomorrow. Rams, Seahawks. And we're going to, I'm going to get into all of it, um, on the podcast tomorrow. Game Thursday. There's for uh, some Thursday night football. I'm going to have a pick for you. And we're going to have a nice preview. And then we're going to, you know, the week ahead for Sunday. So we're looking at that as well. But I really thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'll probably finish off just a little bit of politics. So you've got, you know, critical race theory uh, becoming a, a national issue to where states are actually moving on it one way or another <clears throat> you see this as recently as North Carolina where uh, a whole school district is or a whole county is basically going to punish any schools for uh, for teaching that America's racist so that was something that really piqued my interest when I seen that and that just shows that there's still those constitutional, fundamental thinking people out there in the school system. So that's good to see. So you can take something good home with you today from the show. Um, that there are counties that are moving on this and working to kind of reel in the madness that has become of our public education system. And it has to happen. It has to happen on a local level. And uh, you have to get involved. And if you have kids, you should, without a question, be involved. Without a question, be involved. And be at every PTA meeting. And I shouldn't have to tell you, you know, I mean, that that's just, go, should just go without saying, right? Like, you just do it. And you just put up or shut up. That's, that's the way to look at that. But I have to say, with... Uh, the Build Back Better bill is really just the BS bill. It's just, it's just who wants any of this fluff in here? Human infrastructure. I mean, we're we're starting to get borderline transhumanism here, like transhumanist, I should say. Like now we're starting to go towards that boundary, and I'm got to tell you I'm uncomfortable with uh, personally uncomfortable with that and I you know I don't know but I know a lot of people feel the same that I talk to that we're getting too close to having computers and technologies consume our lives you've seen Facebook go down Instagram go down what's an app go down who the hell is using that and then you know it's just one of those things that it all goes down and like people freak out, they don't know what to do. Like texting, text messaging is dead. Who texts anymore? That's like the last thing you're gonna do. You have a Snapchat, a Facebook Messenger, or something. Like you're not gonna be bothered to text somebody. So with phone calls, the probably the most phone calls you get are spam calls. Because who's doing that anymore? You see everything you need to see if you have any social media. 
You know what I mean? It's like the whole game has changed. Um, it's just another... Like, what if, you know, that stuff isn't there? You know, so how will people act? I think people would figure it out, but I think at first, yeah, it would hit hard. Like it, like it did for that little time there when people couldn't use it. And like businesses rely on that. And they can't recoup any money from that time lost. It's one thing you can't get back is time. Time is money to a business. So you see that, like, things like that are what's helping keep the stock market shaky as well. Right? We can't see back to back positive you know, days and a, a number of sectors. It's just, it's just things are just getting hammered flat out. And it just begs the question is like, is there, is there a bubble looming or is the bubble already popped? And we just haven't woke up to it. So that's some food for thought, you know. But the build back better bill is basically uh, garbage, dead on arrival. And it just has too much fluff for anybody to want to pass a Democrat or Republican. So it's just, that's going to stall out, I think. That's one of those things that stalls out over time. Then you have, after, uh, you know, critical race theory is finally getting the attention that it deserves, uh, for how you know dangerous it can be now you have all these different organizations and groups that are going under the radar uh, like you haven't heard anything from Planned Parenthood you have heard nothing about it uh, Black Lives Matter quiet although on a uh, cartoon I was watching they had a commercial for Black Lives Matter and I was like what is this and it was you know I don't know I just felt like okay I, I didn't understand what the commercial was trying to say about it just like Black Lives Matter but it was just like showing you a bunch of like what am I seeing here I didn't understand the messaging like, they, the commercials are bad to begin with now you're throwing that at me Oh man. So with some of the stuff you can't win. Right? Like sometimes just like you just look at that and you're like, okay, so it's already hit the the cartoon channel. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well I gotta get past that. There's a firewall for you. But you have uh China flying all these planes over Taiwan and that's not getting any attention. Something's wrong with that. And I continue to say we're so worried about space. When we have so many monsters right here in our own country. You know, and, and across the border, north and south of the border. So, yeah, I definitely think the priorities uh, need to be realigned. And it's not going to happen in this administration. Folks, it's not going to happen. You got uh, Biden asleep at the wheel. And, and it's unfortunate. It's something that's hard for me to even get worked up about because it's like an echo chamber, you know? It's just one of those things that we're all watching. We all see what's happening. 
we all know that this guy is not cutting the mustard. Like, we know it's not working. And Kamala Harris, you finally seen the video of her saying, you know, talking down on Iran. You finally seen that video come out, which is against, you know, Dem- Democrat policy, you know, the Democrat policy. That's that's against Democrat uh, policy 101. She goes hardline against it. But other than that, you haven't heard a peep. And that video is old. Like that video they started showing on the news. That video's old. Uh, so I don't know what the news is doing. I feel like they're running out of stuff. I mean, the border crisis is probably the main issue right now. With the 60,000 people coming from Haiti through the Panama Canal, through all, you know what I mean? Like it's just treacherous. How many of those people are actually going to make it? This is a question I ask. And then, they're going to Texas, um, is what everybody's saying. So if all the reports are they're going to Texas, it's like there's got to be some type of plan. So you got the 10 governors going down there to Mission, Texas to talk about it. But what are they going to do? I mean, realistically, what what can you do? Because you already have all these Afghan refugees sitting at the military bases. You heard that they're just walking off. So the immigration problem in this country is that there's no way to properly, you know, vex people coming in. We don't know who you are. We don't know anything about you. You don't speak the language. How are you going to, you know, come into society and and get a job and, and be able to have food and not live off the taxpayers' uh, assistance? You know, how are you going to be able to study yourself and get on your feet and, and you know, pay taxes and, and, and apply yourself, apply your knowledge here so we can see what you have to offer? Because there's some type of talent with everybody, so, you know, I'm all about giving people a chance. But when, when the immigration system is as bad as it is, you can't tell me because of COVID they don't have a plan, you know. And if that was the case, you should have stuck with the other guy because the other guy had the plan. People don't, people maybe are not thinking these things through and they're so caught up in nine to five in their own alternate universe that they're not focusing on the actual universe that they're living in. And that's my piece for today. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.